Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome this evening. Amanda Grace here with you. I have a very special guest we are going to bring in in a few minutes. Eric Metaxas is here. This is going to be a very entertaining hour. Let me tell you, not only is Eric knowledgeable, but he is hilarious as well. So we're going to open up in prayer and then we're going to bring him in. Chris Heard he was coming on and Chris should be busting in and doing his cameo shortly, probably, along with Cyrus, Missy and the others at the sanctuary. I don't know if Eric has met Cyrus yet, but he will meet Cyrus if Cyrus comes busting in during this interview. So hello to everybody watching the United States and around the world and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do there. Look at this. See here. Come on in, Chris, before we open in prayer. Okay. You can leave the door open in case Cyrus comes in. Here comes Chris. I'm good here. Yep, you're good right there. Yep. Thank you. And here's Chris. Right. And now we are ready to open in prayer. And then we'll bring Eric in. So, Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. Lord, we humble ourselves before you this day asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, that you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. And when that blood dripped onto the mercy seat, we were purchased, we were redeemed by our Father in heaven through what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Lord, we praise you. He rose again in three days ascended back into heaven, took his rightful righteous place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before your throne, and we honor that before you this day. Lord, we just invite your presence, the presence of the of the Holy Spirit as well, the Ruach HaKadosh and the Spirit of the living God, the Ruach Elohim, Father God, to just fill where we are, Lord, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of the one true living God, May only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in wow. Jesus' name. Lord, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. Without your breath of life in us, Father God, we don't have life, Lord. And we honor that before you this day. We praise you. We glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I always like opening it up in prayer and giving it over to the Lord. Things run much better that way. So let's bring in our dear friend, Mr. Eric Metaxas. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Why am I already laughing? Why? P they, people just look at me and laugh, Eric. It just You're, happened. No, you are very, you crack me up. That's my greatest compliment. You totally <laughs> kill me. And Hello, Chris. God bless you, Chris. God bless you, man. It's great to be here. Thank you. What? Who knew that technology, I'm not a big fan of technology, but who knew mm -hmm. that by the grace of God, technology could, you know, make me feel like I'm hanging out with Chris and Amanda. You know, this is, this is, uh, the Lord can use technology for his purposes. You already knew that, but I, I have to say, sometimes mm -hmm. I get surprised at how wonderful it can be. So thank you for inviting me on. And we're live, right? We are live, Eric. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> humana, humana, humana. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're live. I don't know now. How many people watch live compared to how many people watch later? You got people tuning in right now, or they're we kind got of popping people in tuning in right now across the platforms. It'll probably get well past five thousand watching live, and then people will view it for days and days and days. Wow! And it'll go up. So yes, so there's a lot of people very excited about this. I'm, I'm uh, this is terrific. Again, yeah. thanks for having me on. This is wonderful to see you both. We we're 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 like New York amigos, Eric and I. That's because, the issue. That's the uh, real issue. You got the Italian, you got the Greek, you got the my wife's Italian. Like we got that New York thing going on. And usually, uh, when people are you know talking about the Holy Spirit, the prophetic, usually yeah. they're from like Oklahoma. <laughs> and you and I are not from Oklahoma. And I just want to say that uh, you know whether you're from Oklahoma, New York. God is God and he is able to speak Amen. to us and it's a joy. It is a joy. You know, speaking of which, no kidding, literally tomorrow, uh -huh. I am flying to Omaha, Nebraska. Wow. Speaking at Hank Kuhneman's church. I don't yes. know. If yes. Yes. Speaking at their church tomorrow night. That was unplanned. It just happened. I'm going to be in Nebraska. And they said, oh, we got a service. You want to speak at the service? I thought, uh, let me, let me pray about that. But <laughs> It's kind of uh, it's amazing. God has his people. And in this season, and you're one of them, I feel like I'm meeting so many new, wonderful friends in the last few years. It's a gigantic blessing. God is doing things. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. And New York is an area that the Lord has to have, right? Deeply rooted believers in that are speaking Amen. the word out from New York. Because I call New York the carotid artery to Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to be here, Eric. That's hilarious. That is uh, what a beautiful image. The carotid artery. Oh, my God. <laughs> the carotid artery yeah, to D.C. Thank you. Thank yep, you. it's a main artery that feeds D.C. a lot of what, you know, oh, yeah. all the things it gets. I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Mm -hmm. Now, I have your book with me because we're probably you're probably going to touch on this and everything that's going on right now. Because yeah. with the book you wrote, the latest, which I think is Letter to the American Church. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. Well, um, listen, you blessed me. Uh, I know you've given that book to a lot of people, which blesses yes. me like crazy because I, I've said this before. I mean, look, I've been, this is like that's my 14th book. But mm -hmm. I will tell you, never, ever in my life. Have I known the Lord said, I need you to write this? You know, I'm mm -hmm. not getting a ream of word of knowledge. I don't get it the way you get it, but I knew the Lord called me to write the book, Letter to the American Church. And it has been received dramatically more, dramatically better than I thought. I was, I'm amazed, amazed at how many people have said, I bought 20 copies and I'm giving it to every pastor in my area or whatever. Like it's, it's been. Amazing a confirmation to me. And in fact, I mentioned Hank Kuhneman. He prophesied over me a year ago about this book. And it was one of those things where you just know this is God. You you just know it, right? Yeah. And when I spoke about a year ago in California at Rob McCoy's church, uh, two women there who are in Hollywood, who are, have, have, you know, they, they want, they want to give their gifts to the Lord. They said, this needs to be a documentary film. And it is coming out as a documentary film in January. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, it's truly amazing. But the point of all this is that it's it's the Lord's message. It's not my message or a film or who cares. It's the Lord's message to his church. And I have to say, because of that, 
because of other things as well. But I'm genuinely hopeful that God is speaking and that that it, it gives me hope that people are waking up who have been asleep, but they're waking up. Things get so bad that people wake up. That's God's mercy to us, that he gives us warnings. He shows us things. Uh, a lot of the stuff we'll talk about today, but it's yes. uh, it'll be out as a film in, That's um, wonderful. in, ja yeah, in January. And uh, anyway, but it, I continue to be amazed at how it's been received. That's just, it's just, it's the Lord. There's nothing else to say. I mean, you know. It, it, well, it is the Lord and it, it had to be said and it had to be written because there's so much correlation between what went on during that time in Germany and it's, Europe. Yeah, and no, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think, I don't know if I've said this on the program before, I kind of, you know, uh, most people came to know me around after 2010, my Bonhoeffer book came out. The Bonhoeffer mm -hmm. book is a 600 page biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, this German pastor who tried to wake up the church in Germany and warn they them. need to stand in, in the midst of the evil. Mm -hmm. They need to stand. And basically the church did not. And because they did not, we know what happened in Germany and it's a, a nightmare from hell. Like we've never seen in history, the death camps, the Holocaust. And I knew I knew, you know, no exaggeration that, that that the Lord was saying now, will you listen now to what Bonhoeffer said then? The church in Germany did not heed uh, God's warning to them then. Will you in the American church, will you heed it now, now that you saw what happened then? Yes. And the parallels are so dramatic. And of course, that was before what happened on October 7th in Israel, where you have satanic evil murdering yes. Jews on a level like, you know, yeah. people say, people say like, oh, so and so many people were killed. No, they weren't killed. They were murdered. They were there's murdered. A, there's a difference. They were brutally, brutally murdered. It is, it is evil. Uh, there's no other word for it. It is utter evil. And it is evil has become more explicit, more open. And, uh, and again, the Lord in his mercy is using these things to wake people up. The horrible, most horrible mm -hmm. things uh, in the world that have happened are waking some people up. So, you know, uh, I'll tell you something interesting, Eric, too, which I'm going to go into depth tomorrow. We're doing a, a broadcast tomorrow that I'm going to go in depth on this. But, you know, in the in the Jewish faith, they have the part they have the Parsha. They have the, the Torah portion for the week. Right. And uh, October 21st, in the wake of what happened, right? Two weeks, about you know, less than two weeks, then, you know, considering what happened, the horror in Israel. Yeah. The Torah portion was, was Noah, Noah. And in it, when the Lord says the earth was filled with violence, the word violence in Hebrew is Hamas. It's Hamas, C-H-A-M-S. It stands for violence, a malicious witness, or a a violent vessel that can be filled. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, I had heard that and I thought you can't make that one up. No, no. You cannot make that no. one up. Uh, that violence and it even said cruelty. Yes. Uh, I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, look, what we've seen is, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, I put it out on Twitter yesterday, last night, that many people for the first time are seeing evil like real evil that you cannot deny this is 
evil. Many of us, you know, growing up the way you did and I did, yeah. you don't see evil. You see bad stuff, but you don't yeah. see satanic evil. We've mm -hmm. seen satanic evil even before the what happened uh, in Israel two weeks ago. The, the transgender stuff, uh, all kinds of stuff. The 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 you know Target stores having openly satanic stuff. That's right. In Target stores, mm -hmm. in the kids department, you think we're making this up? This is like yeah. some crazy Christian fantasy. No, no, it's real. Uh, what what Anheuser Busch did with Bud Light. Uh, I hope yeah. no one ever buys another Anheuser Busch product. That's uh, right. Hope no one ever shops at Target if you can avoid it. it no one ever spends a dime at Disney because we, we're seeing evil and we're seeing complicity yeah. with evil. Yeah. And when you see that, again, I think there are people waking up, they're looking around and saying, you know what? I I was not I was not really uh radicalized before, but what I'm seeing, I've never seen this in my yeah. life. I need to stand up. Exactly. This is evil that is mixed with lawlessness. It, you know, that spirit of lawlessness that's so heavily at work on the earth right now, trying to literally push the timeline ahead. Right. That's this, right. This is why we saw happen what happened in Israel. This is why we see happening what's happening in the U.S. And you know what's interesting, too, speaking about Target stores and the things that were in there? Tel Aviv. Now, I was there for us, so I can tell you, because we went to Israel in June. Chris and I, we were in Israel in June. And... Tel Aviv had one of the biggest gay pride celebrations it ever has, oh, right? No. What does it say oh, no. in the word? What does it say, right? It's just, it's like it opens the door and they had one of the largest, most obnoxious celebrations. And oh, how, no. how many days later, July, August, four months later, this horror begins to unfold in Israel. I'm not saying that's the whole reason, but I'm saying doors get opened. You know what I mean? That makes it a little easier. Well, we've never, none of us has ever seen anything like this in our lifetimes. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. And I think when you don't see stuff, you don't think it could ever happen. And so uh, what happened in Israel two weeks ago, it, again, it's a level of evil that most of us, I, I can't even say on the program, some of what I retweeted uh, on Twitter, some reports of what Hamas did to children. Okay to women. It's, Barbaric. it's so sick, mm -hmm. but most of us have not heard anything like this in our lifetimes. We've lived in a safe country. We've been blessed. We, we, you just don't hear about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really do believe that it's waking people up. They're saying this is satanic evil. I need God in my life. There's no other answer to this. I need God. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful too, because of the covenant that stands between Israel and God that the Lord is going to respond. I am hopeful of that. I also think the leadership of Israel needs to humble themselves and come completely under the yoke and leadership of the Lord to lead this fight in order to win it. David had to do that. Joshua had to do that. You know, all the great leaders in, in the Old Testament had to do that in, in order to go into war this way because they dealt with these barbaric nations. They dealt with the Canaanites and the Amalekites. See, we're seeing the spirit of Amalek and the spirit of Esau rise up, wanting to commit violence to take away a birthright that God gave Israel. That's what we're watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, th I mean, it seems, that seems clear. That's, uh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing.
we haven't seen it in modern times. We have not seen that in modern, modern in, in modern times. It is um, it's a wake up call to the whole world. And also to see, um, you know, we were talking about my Bonhoeffer book to see the hatred of Jews, this vicious hatred yes. of the Jews that in our lifetime, we kind of thought that'll never happen again. That'll never happen again. We all know that because the Holocaust would have that'll never happen again. When you see it displayed, you think, where's that coming from? What is that that vicious hatred of Jews? Now, we know it comes from the pit of hell. It, we have to be very clear. It comes from the pit of hell. It's a unique hatred of God's chosen people, people mm -hmm. because it is a demonic hatred of God. It's a demonic hatred of the Lord. And but it's kind of fascinating when you look at it because you think, what is this? What is this unique hatred of Jews? Why isn't there a, a vicious hatred of other groups? Well, because there is no other group that's chosen by God for right. his eternal purposes. This is something that you see throughout history. You know, you see it obviously in the Old Testament. You see it uh, in, in the last 2000 years. You've seen it through history. This, mm -hmm. this unique, vicious hatred of God's people. Uh, and to me, it proves God. It just proves God because you think, what what is it that? Does. That you've got black supremacists Absolutely. and white supremacists hate the Jews. Like we all agree on that. Why? Why do why do these different groups hate the Jews? It's 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 fascinating, almost as a, as a as a problem to to figure it out. You say, what would account for all of these different groups hating Jews in this way? What is that? And the answer is, it's a hatred of God. It's it's supernatural. It is evil. There's no other no no other way to see it. Yeah. Well, it, that, that is very true. And I'll tell you something interesting that I realized in looking at everything is that 45 months prior to what the horrificness that happened October 7th, that was the day after the, Yon, the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. And it was on a Sabbath. It was a surprise attack on a Sabbath. The Yom Kippur War was a surprise attack on the Sabbath. 50 is the Jubilee on the Hebrew calendar, the 50th year. So, but 45 months, this attack happened after President Trump ordered the strike on Soleimani. Isn't that interesting? General Soleimani, one of the highest ranking generals in Iran, President Trump gave those orders for that strike to go. I mean, forward. look, this is, you know, this is another thing that needs to be said. I know yeah. you, you talk about this, but we know that if Trump were in the White House, this would not, not have this happened. would not have happened. No. You, the Ukraine thing would have not have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, the nightmare in Afghanistan would have not. I mean, there we are. You know, you talk about being under judgment. You talk about the, the 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 God's protection being removed in this nation right now uh, with this president who stole the election. In case anybody wants to know, yes, yes, it was actually stolen, uh, which is so itself so wicked so wicked that I, I'm just shocked that more people um, aren't furious about it and, and dealing with it. But I guess the point is that we know that Trump knows how to deal uh, with evil. He, he understands this. And it's, it's very clear that uh, Joe Biden is, you know, he's, he's asleep at the wheel, putting it kindly. Well, he very much is. And, and something so interesting happened to me. And, and I'll tell you this. And I'll tell you then what the Lord showed me after that. So back in April, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Towards the end of April. The Lord woke me up at midnight. He woke me up. And he said to me, and I'm writing it down as he's telling me, Trump was the 45th president of the United States. He's running to be the 47th. 
Four plus five is nine. Four plus seven is 11. Nine, 11. Nine, 11. And I write this down and I publicly said this too. I sat on it, I think for a week and I put it out. So I put this out, correct? So I hear this and I put this out. And then we see on 9-11, first of all, Biden released $6 billion to Iran and did a prisoner swap. That probably was the gasoline being poured on the fire to literally explode it to, to what we see happening, right? And then they tried to freeze it in Qatar, the money after this happened. Then they tried to freeze it afterwards. So that happens, right? But then 28 days later, after 9-11 this year, and that was released, the attack happened. The interesting and crazy part is this election cycle will be the 28th year since the Clintons last took office. So you see all of these things, I know, lining up and it's it's wild. And they're calling this the Israeli 9-11. That's what well, they're calling this. No, of course. And for them, it's even worse than 9-11. I oh, mean, 9-11 in, in a horror. nation of 300 plus million, yeah. we lost, you know, 3,000 people. They're a nation, uh, a fraction of a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they lost uh, almost uh half that number, 1,500 people, 1,400 people. Yep. Um, it, it's 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 hard for us to comprehend what it would be like in Israel. And when you think of the size of Israel, you know, people in this country, you know, if you were living in uh, Oklahoma or California, 9-11 is far away. In Israel, nothing's far away. It happened no. right there. It's not. Nothing is far away in Israel. It's the size of New Jersey. They are so landlocked. I mean, they are surrounded and interlocked yeah. Yeah. by enemies by those that are hostile towards them, you know? And so Israel, I had a doctor ask me uh, last night, uh, it's so amazing that Israel can survive in the midst of that. I said, Israel survives doctor because of the covenant God made. That covenant keeps Israel surviving as a nation. That's how serious that covenant is. I was explaining it to this doctor who's seeing these events unfold and wanted to, you know, wanted to talk about The existence of Israel makes no sense, much less the survival of Israel. The fact that Israel, after 2,000 years, comes into existence in 1948 is a total miracle. It is. The fact that the Jews as a people continue to be a people 2,000 years after they were scattered to the four winds uh, you know, in the first century, that's a miracle. Uh, I don't know who it was, Frederick the Great or something, you know, 400 years ago said, you need proof of God, the Jews, like the fact that the Mm -hmm. Jews exist as a people, but the fact they came back to their homeland is a total insane miracle. The fact that they've been able to be there for 75 years is utterly miraculous. It makes no human sense. It is God. It It is the Lord. It is the Lord. It is God bringing them back. It is God sustaining them. It is God keeping them going as a people. And, you know, we, we, you know, I heard Kim Clement say this. I've heard, but Israel is forever. Israel is forever. God made that covenant with Abraham long ago in the people. And now that nation that was established is forever. Uh, and so we are all, we are constantly praying for our Jewish brothers and sisters because we have friends over there in Israel. I woke up that morning, Eric to a pastor friend of mine in Oklahoma. I didn't know he went to Israel. Amanda, please pray for us. We're in the middle of a live war zone. We're in Israel. My my jaw, I had to pick it up off the floor because he had gone there, Pastor Daniel Nevejas, with a group when this happened. Um, and so I had friends at Parliament 
that were telling me it is unreal what's going on here right now. It is completely unreal what's happening. Um, and so we just we just continue to hold them up in prayer and pray for them. And, and you know, we're grafted into the covenant. So, you know what I mean? They're brothers and sisters. And I want to ask you, because I know you're going to have a lot to say about this. I saw this and I thought, oh, bad move, guys, bad move. These colleges like Harvard and Yale and and, you know, you got Black Lives Matter coming out saying I stand with Palestine. And you've got you know, you've got these surprise. I know, what isn't a that shock. a shocker? Right? Shocker. A shock. Yeah. Um, and then you've got these colleges, right? That uh, a huge protest of students who have no clue what it's like for the Jews no, listen, to be it's, persecuted or anti-Semitism coming out, you no. know, protesting against the Jews and in favor of the Palestinians. Look, there. I I, uh, I say this all the time, and you know this because you 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 you've met my parents and you've been to the church that's a mile mm -hmm. from my parents' house. I grew up uh, in a working class home, um, you know, humble European immigrants, my mom and dad. And when I went to Yale for the first time, I was exposed to the worldview of the cultural elites. You know, the people that say America is not not so great. America's, uh, you know, the, the that all of that back then it was called political yeah. correctness. Right. But it was anti-Western civ. It was, you know, diversity, mm -hmm. tolerance all of the garbage, I was exposed to it. And I thought, wow, what, what is this? Oh, this is how the cultural elites think. Right. And I was stupid enough to buy into it, to think like, well, I'm not going to push back because I didn't really know what I believed at that time. I was not walking with the Lord. I was not clear politically on what's right, what's wrong. And so I kind of drank that Kool-Aid and I have to say it was so strong back then and now, again, you get to a certain age. It seems like yesterday. We're talking about the early 80s. This was strong at Yale, across the Ivy League. And so this is the trickle-down effect, the cultural trickle-down effect. It starts in those places and then eventually works its way down, down, down into the whole culture. Until now, it's kind of everywhere. But it is wicked. Uh, and again, you're dealing with, you know, let's be honest, foolish stupid young people. They don't know anything. They haven't suffered. They haven't no, lived, no. but they're in this environment and they're whipped up into this emotional frenzy. Uh, and they're, you're kind of told what to think. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're told this kind of false narrative, right? And you, you buy into it. You, you haven't learned how to think critically, as I say, you haven't lived. And so it, when I was at Yale, this was this, the, basically the same thing was going on because Amanda, it's the same spirit you understand it, it is. is the yes, same I get, it. I get it spirit the new the, the the labels and the things change right like you know five minutes ago it's blm now mm -hmm. those people or whether it's antifa now they're all about palestine like they oh they care about yes. palestine and exactly. they, they hate the jews and the, and you think what how, how does this all fit together well it's it's a spirit uh it's it's an antichrist spirit and let's let's be honest um it is at war with God, no matter what. Now, there's no matter what label you put on it. Uh, you know, it's it's the cancel culture. W when are they going to come after you? When you do anything that lifts up anything of God, anything good, true, beautiful. If you say America has been a force for good, uh, if you say that you know men and women are created by God for each other, for marriage, uh, for family, these forces are at war with all of that, and so. Yes. whatever you want to call it, 
cultural Marxism. I mean, look, Marxism is atheistic. It believes there is no God. If you believe there is no God, well, what are your values going to be? You know, and I know you're not going to have any values. You have zero values. You're a nihilist. So you're going to pretend to have values. You're going to pretend you care about the Palestinians. You're going to pretend you care about downtrodden minorities or whatever that you actually don't care about anything. Uh, you're going to care. You're going to pretend you care about women and women's rights. You're going to pretend all this stuff. All you care about is power. You worship power, which is satanic. You worship power and whatever you need to say, whatever yes. you need to pretend to believe in is really not relevant. And you're seeing it now with the women's issue, right? Women yes. were always talking about women, women, women. Now the transgender stuff has wiped out women. It basically has negated the concept yeah. of womanhood and women are being affected because they can't compete in, uh, in sports. They can't, whatever you're, you're seeing. It's like, it's like the snake eating itself. The cover of my book is atheism. Dead is a snake swallowing its own tail. It's this kind of demonic nihilistic thing that it, it eats itself. There is, it cannot put out anything positive. It's all negative and it's negativity unto death. It's, it's like negativity unto the abyss of hell. It is absolute negativity, capital N. Uh, it is, it is, uh, in a sense, you're deifying nothingness. You're, you're, you're at yeah. war with the reality that God has created. I mean, it's really spiritually dark. And so you see it all through whatever group it is, whatever. So are we surprised that Harvard and Yale and all these places are, they have students, you know, marching, but they'll, they'll march for anything like what, what, whatever, whichever way the wind is blowing, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to go in that direction. Now, the interesting part is, is that it looks to be, this has sort of backfired on them a little bit because they forget that a lot of heads of these large corporations <laughs> Are Jewish. And well, it's, I mean, it's funny. It, this, it always backfires. Like the reality will always catch up with you on some level, right? Right. Yes. Like on exactly. some level, you're bumping up against this thing called reality, which was created mm -hmm. by God. Yes. Yeah, so now these heads of corporations, right, want these students blacklisted from ever getting a job, right? And right. donors are pulling <laughs> out left and right. And you even had Bill Maher come out right now he's very you know what i mean bill very, bill maher yeah maher yeah. Mar, but it's it's yeah. m-a-h-e-r right so bill maher is one of these cases of somebody he has mocked christians his whole career he's been sneering nasty mm -hmm. hates republicans but there's enough common sense in him yep and this you see this especially with comedians because it's their job to kind of see through the baloney right he he sees the insanity and you're seeing this more and more that there are people willing to say, wait a second, wait a second. You're, you're, you're telling me what you're telling. In other words, it goes too far. And that's what's so fascinating to me is things have gotten so completely insane, have gone so far toward evil that there are people that you wouldn't expect saying, excuse me, I'm not on board with that. I'm not on board with that. So they're not going to agree with us on, you know. Jesus rose from the dead. Yep. Uh, the unborn are, are, are human beings. They're, they're not, they're not going to agree with us on that much less on Trump or whatever, yeah. but reality has caught up with them because when you tell somebody like, whether it's a Bill Maher or whoever that, uh, Oh, a woman can become a man. They're going to say, uh, no, I don't think so. Like that sounds like a lot of baloney to me. They're going to have the guts. Thank God yeah. to say that. Yeah. 
So now he's coming out and saying college makes you stupid. Don't even oh, bother going. Is there <laughs> any? Listen, makes you I've stupid. been saying this for years. I, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding that college makes you foolish. That's what it yeah. does. It makes mm -hmm. you foolish. And what, what we call an education uh, is not an education. You're being uneducated away from common sense. And this is a fact. And I can speak with authority because I went to Yale. In other yeah. words, people say, oh, but Yale is a great education. Complete baloney, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on this. As someone who went there, and I know they are they are indoctrinating you. This is mostly, right? In other words, if you're getting yeah. an engineering degree, that's not going to be the case. If you're getting a medical degree, it's not going to be the case. Mostly, you know, that's that's kind of hard sciences or whatever. Yeah. But but the but the the atmosphere, which is also going to affect you, whether you're in medicine or what, it's going to affect you. But but in the humanities, whatever, you are being indoctrinated culturally into a system that's going to feed you into places like Manhattan, where I live or into Washington, D.C., and you're going to be surrounded by people who share these insane values. And I think it was William F. Buckley uh, who actually, no, it wasn't Buckley, but it's the same theme is that common sense is grounded. So yeah. a, a normal person, you know, raising kids with a job fighting, you know, in this world, you're forced to have some level of common sense. But if you're if you're like in politics or you're in a university system, you, you're not grounded in reality. You don't have to deal with reality. No. You can be in this bubble, this fantasy bubble. And that's basically what universities are. And so I say to everyone, do not send your kid to these places. I'm, I'm warning you. I'm just letting you know that unless God tells you otherwise, understand that you're going to spend a lot of money and you're probably going to lose your kid to lunacy. And it was only by the Lord's grace that I was plucked out of the fire because I had, I was lost. I was confused, but the Lord delivered me. And, uh, but these places are as dark spiritually as it possibly gets. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. You know, when I was in college and I went to Siena college <clears throat> up near Albany, New York, um, in a place called Loudonville, they began when I was in Siena, heavily pushing in their courses for freshmen, secular humanism. I remember they started saying, oh, this is, it was something like they were saying, oh, this is something we're adding on and making us read books on secular humanism. Now, praise God, I knew enough of my beliefs to go, this is crap. <laughs> You know what I mean? This is just nonsense. But they started pushing it to freshmen. And this was a Catholic tradition college. Now, no, I wasn't Catholic, but I went there because of their business program, right? Because I have a degree in finance. And so this is when they started pushing it. You know, well, that's how bad it is that Catholic colleges, Christian colleges, I mean, mm -hmm. Yale, Harvard, they were all Christian, except for Cornell. All the Ivy Leagues were founded as explicitly deeply Christian, right? Um, right. Th they all drifted and drifted. And today, evangelical Christian colleges, most of them are worthless. They've drifted woke. Evangelical Christian colleges that I would, I, you know, so that's kind of where we are. But I don't want people to think like, oh, what a pity I can't get an education. You can totally get an education without going to college. Uh, and most 
um, of your education uh, in life anyway is after college. So this idea that you're getting some sacred thing, you're paying this money, you get that's a lot. It's a lie. And it's just perpetuated to get people to keep feeding the beast. I would say stop feeding the beast. Uh, exactly. Yep. Don't feed the dragon. Starve it. Starve it at this point. And you know, the oh. Lord showed me something interesting about wokeism. And what he showed me is that this is the same lie that has been repurposed, repackaged, put a new cover on, going all the way back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because what did the serpent say to Eve? If you eat of this, your eyes will be opened. You'll be woke. And you will become like God. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Meaning you won't need God because you'll become just like him. And and this is the same lie. I uh the letter to the American church, um, obviously is my is the is the new book, which I've been talking about wherever I go, but I've just finished the sequel to it. Uh, and in it I talk about some of this stuff. Uh it's called religionless Christianity. It's a Bonhoeffer phrase. Mm -hmm religionless Christianity, God's answer to evil. And religionless Christianity just means actual Christianity, not just religion, not just churchy, church going, yeah. religiosity, but the real deal, uh, you know, w walking in obedience with Jesus, walking uh, as he calls you to walk. And that is, there is no substitute for that. And no. a lot of churchianity, a lot of people are going to churches that they, they're like in their own bubbles where they're, you know, they're not really in touch with, with what God is saying. And, um, but anyway, so that book won't be out till, um, I think April, but it's called religionless Christianity, God's answer to evil. And it, and it talks about a lot of the stuff we've already been talking about and what you just said about the lie in the garden, how that's what religion is. Yeah. Uh, right. It's this idea mm -hmm. that we know there's a problem. So Satan comes along and says, I can fix your problem. Here's the pro here. Here's follow me. Uh, and of course, what is he going to do? He's, he wants to lead us to hell. He wants to lead those whom the Lord loves mm -hmm. to hell with him. But anyway, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. We just see it over and over it, but we're seeing it very dramatically right now in a number of ways. Exactly. We're the enemy and lures to enslave. That's his whole goal to allure, to enslave God allures to bring into a relationship with him, to set you free through Jesus Christ, you know, and, and they're yeah. the, it, it's, it's the antithesis of each other. Um, and, and that's the whole, with the, with the, um, the nations in the old Testament, the idolatrous pagan nations, it was always an alluring to enslave them and enslave that nation, you know, to these, to these dark, ruthless spirits, you know, because the enemy, he's an apex predator. He is, he's an apex predator. He's ruthless. And what he does is he tries to take the edge off of that because he, that's why the, the word of God says he comes as an angel of light. He tries to take the edge off of that. He doesn't look like this horribly horned creature, you know, with, with a pitchfork, although some of the demons do look that way, but he never lost his form when he fell, when he fell, he retained that beautiful form that God gave him. It's just that spirit changed into something horrific beyond our imagination. Well, that's uh, obviously that's why people need wisdom because when you think about it, yeah. the, the, nothing evil advertises itself as evil. Even yeah. if they do say it's evil or it's Satan, they make it, they still make it sound like, Oh, it's cool. It's good. It's, it's rebellious. It like, like it's in a good way. It's going to, it's, <laughs> you know, and I have to say that 
that is always the lie is that it's always going to be, like you said, an, an alluring people are going to be attracted to it because it's not presenting itself as what it is. It's going to lie. It's going to pretend to be something that you want. That's going to help you. And of course it's going to harm you. Uh, and so any politician, um, whenever they're selling, you know, Hitler didn't say, you know, follow me. Uh, I'm going to kill uh, every Jew on the planet. I, I worship evil. Uh, he wasn't going to say that he was a smart no. politician. He's going to present himself as like, I believe in the German people. And I believe in that saying whatever, just like a demon will say anything. There is no truth. Right. They'll say anything. Uh, and that you're, you're seeing that now on some level, but we've never seen it like this before. It's one thing for politicians to be shifty, but in America, when I see the president's, uh, press secretary, the president, uh, a number of the Democrats, there's a level of brazenness in their lying that's mind-blowing to me. I've, I've yeah. never seen anything like it in my life. They're saying the opposite of what's happening. They're accusing people of what they are themselves doing. Yes, deflection. Whether it's J6 yeah. or whatever it is, mm -hmm. they are, it, it, is, it, is, it is a new level of mm -hmm. lying that really, again, it just, it smells of the devil. There's just no... There's it's, no other way to put it. It's it's, it's a new it's, level of lying. It's it's like I've never seen anything like it. Sadie has crashed our interview. I was gonna say who, <laughs> who is that cat? It doesn't look like like some kind of exotic uh, pig. No, what is she's that? 14, is that a cat? Sadie, she's 14 years old. So we took her in when we first were married, Chris oh and me. Like, so she's 14 and oh, she loves man. to come on my desk in the morning while I study. So now what did she do? She jumped up on the desk and crashed our interview. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's no animals that are going to leap onto my desk. I just want to be very clear. It's not going to happen. He's yelling, thank you, Eric, in the I, background. I because Chris enough is, is enough. Get, those, get them out of there. Enough is enough. You know, I've watched the, and it's funny you said the word shifty, you know what I mean? Because that's what they called Adam Schiff, right? Shifty, shifty, that's what they called him. Wow. That's an excellent word. So let's talk about Congress right now and what we see happening. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I gave a word from the Lord. I got it on Yom Kippur. The Lord gave it to me on Yom Kippur. And the Lord said in that word, I warn you, he, he started talking about Congress and he said, I warn you, O speaker, Choose wisely or it'll be your seat. Choose wow. righteousness in this hour or it will be your seat if you do not. And that there was no talk when I gave that word on Yom Kippur of, you know what I mean? What what was going on? And I gave that word and I think it was 10 days later or something. You see this whole, you know, yeah. I'm going to call it a little coup. You want Whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call it. But I, you see I put, you know, when, when they got rid of McCarthy, uh, yeah. I posted on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> some, of, some people will remember uh, there was an episode, a Seinfeld episode, where George says, the sea was angry that night, my friends, like an old man ordering soup in a deli. It's a stupid line. But I said, the swamp was angry that night, my friends, like an old man ordering soup in a deli. The swamp was so angry when Matt Gates did what he did and ousted. Oh, they were furious. I thought to myself, just for that, I'm applauding. In other words, when everybody, when all the right people are angry, You've done something right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't know how it was going to go. But I, I have to say that, look, here's the bottom line. The guy uh, who today was picked to replace him on my radio program today, I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, so 
he sounds like a rhino bum, right? Like, a, like, you know, and the guy says, well, I don't know if, you know, he's moderate or he's, a, I, oh, like a, a rhino bum basically. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but I will say this. Yes. Here's to me, the good news in what happened is that a message was sent. If you don't do the right thing, mm -hmm. we're going to come after you. You're not guaranteed anything. We are crazy. We don't care about losing everything. We'll burn it down because we're not going to put up with this anymore. So act wisely. And I, uh, there was a, a tweet put out by Matt Gates today that all of the candidates before they picked anybody, yeah. uh, all promised that they would release all of the J six tapes. They all said that now Kevin McCarthy said he would do it. And he didn't do it, which is why he got kicked out. That's one of the reasons he was kicked out. You say something, you better do it. You didn't do it. Goodbye. So all of the uh, candidates, including the man who was chosen, yeah. who, who uh, I don't think of him. He's certainly not America first. He's not MAGA. He's right. No. But he promised that he would do that. And so he needs to be held to that. And I think a message was sent which is a, an appropriate message with getting rid of uh, McCarthy. Like, look, you better do what you said you're going to do. That's a character issue, by the way. If you say you're going to do something, you don't do it. You lied. Uh, so that's not acceptable. And so I think that uh, this guy uh, will be will be aware of that. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's it. This has been um, one of the wildest things I think I've seen as far as Speaker of the House goes. Uh, is all of this. And I'm actually, while we're talking, Eric, I'm looking for the excerpt. Um, it's a small excerpt, so I can read it for you. From uh, what? From the Yom Kippur word, from the September 25th oh, yeah. word, um, yeah. from the Lord. And I know how it starts, so this is going to be easy. Here it is. Ready? This is what it says. Thus says the Lord, there shall be awe in your nation, a stampede of elephants and donkeys shall in this hour be seen as what is behind the inquiry is exposed, says the Lord. The timing of such things is crucial, my capital children. Watch the timing of a second inquiry, says the Lord, in the den of thieves, says the Lord, for Congress is a den of thieves, says the Lord, all robbing each other and robbing and stripping your nation. Congress shall be sifted if they refuse to operate in righteousness in this hour. I, the Lord, am watching, O Congress. Choose wisely in this hour. Choose wisely, O Speaker, for it shall be your seat if you do not. That was capitalized. If you do not set a foundation of righteousness and truth, in this hour for truth must that's capitalized be pursued says the lord it must and those in position must pursue it or the serpent shall consume them and there shall be early retirement for many says the lord and that's exactly what happened to kevin mccarthy wow wow praise god i know praise god he oh, yon kippur that's when that I, the, and that's an excerpt from a word and that will happen yep right on yon kippur is that interesting? The Day of Atonement. God gave that warning to Congress on the Day of Atonement on the Hebrew. Calendar. I I just uh, I'm just grateful for for Matt Gates's uh, really courage, his willingness. I mean, I think you need people, and Trump is a lot like this, that they seem a little crazy. They have nothing to lose, and they're gonna. Yeah. You, you need that. Otherwise, people just go along with the lies go along with the nonsense. I mean, when you think about what Congress is spending, this is utterly oh, unacceptable. It is, it is, it is obscene and mm -hmm. scandalous. 
And we need people who, who are going to say, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do it anymore. We're not going to do it anymore. So um, I, I, I think that message was sent. We'll see with this new guy, how he does. Now, did they, did they vote to, to, to elect him, elect him yet? Or is he put forth as the candidate? I know. I believe they elected him un yeah. unless I'm missing something. I mean, I've been kind of, today's been okay. kind of crazy, but I believe he's yeah. the new speak going to be the new speaker. Yeah. This, this is going to be very interesting to see um, how Congress um, deals with the growing restlessness of the American people as we go into the election year, because more and more that restlessness is at the you, you, forefront. You know what? I just, when you asked me that question, I just thought, let me look. And it yeah. basically, you're not going to believe this. What? This is breaking news on Amanda Grace <laughs> live. Ready? <laughs> it says majority whip Tom Emmer has dropped out of the race for speaker hours after being named the nominee oh something funky is going on because they're dropping out left and right but i mean i'm glad he dropped out because no, I, he I know was my I last choice he was my yeah. last choice but you're thinking what in the world so i mm -hmm. was wrong when i when i just told you that no i think they picked him it shows you out of touch how out of touch i am uh i'm not you know i'm, I'm not on top of this stuff and i'm very glad not to be on top of this stuff because it's just you know sometimes Crazy. politics is too much and i i don't want to mm -hmm. i, I want to take a the distant view but that that's good news okay that's interesting wow that is good news and and th this is the sifting i think that the lord is talking about the sifting byron byron uh is it donald uh the black uh representative from florida mm -hmm. he's fantastic yeah. he is fantastic uh he would be my first choice next to like Jim Jordan. Yep. Uh, but we'll see. Wow. That's crazy. I can't that believe is it. Crazy, isn't it. My godmother, Barbara said the same thing. And I, and I remember the Lord talking about that. Someone was going to come up the ranks who was going to fear him. Now this, this, I think a week ago or so, I think a week ago, I got this word that it would, someone was going to come up the ranks in Congress that was going to fear him. It, there's more to it than that, but I'm saying yeah. I'm paraphrasing. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm paraphrasing it right now. Wow. But um, so see, this is fascinating what is going on right now. In the, it yeah. is being sifted. D.C. is being sifted and the White House and their little administration are next. I Oh, my gosh. I, I you know, there have been a number of prophecies that that uh, that um, uh, Biden's not going to last out his term. I think that that is true. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know what the Lord has spoken to you on that, but, uh, I, I, I don't believe that he will. And I don't believe that he will be the nominee. So I'll tell you about, and, and, and I can, I can paraphrase it, but a dream I had January, 2021. Okay. And there are two parts to this dream. And the first part I'm going to be talking about soon to this dream, because it, 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 I think the first part is about to break loose of this dream. Um, the second part of the dream was this, I was in a room and there was Joe Biden dying in bed. So he was sick and dying in bed. Now this is January, 2021. Obama is at the head of the bed waiting for him to die. Right. He's got a suit on. He's already, he's throwing his hands together, but Here's where it gets really interesting. And I couldn't figure out why till I saw the timing of what happened with the U.S. and Israel. Gathered around the bed were a bunch of people representing Arab nations. They were dressed, full dress, 
right? Like Iranians, Saudi Arabians. That's how they were dressed, Jordanians. And they were surrounding the bed. And on the bed was a piece of candy known as Turkish delight. Now, I found out after that Muslims pass out candy, right? When there's the death of their enemies or they're celebrating a great victory, right? They pass out. Now there's the Turk, the Turkish delights of Turkey somehow, you know, in the middle of this. And I saw it and leave it to my New York Italianness. Let me just tell you, guess who starts fighting through the crowd? Because I'm going to take that candy away from them and they are not going to get it. Here I go. So I start fighting through the crowd. And I reached out, I snatched that candy away from them and I ate it so they couldn't have it. And the victory was snatched. Wow. <laughs> now this is January, 2021. I have this dream and I've spoken about this publicly many times. Yeah. I think I heard you tell that story. I mean, yes. listen, what we're dealing with, who knows what, what lies ahead? I had a guy on my radio, actually, let, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people, please just go to my website. It's just my name, ericmetaxas.com, because we'll I've had a number up. of guests on my radio show that have been so great and, and some of them hilarious. And today, I don't know when we're going to air it. We're going to air it this week. But if you go to ericmetaxas.com yeah. and sign up for the newsletter, we once a week, we send out the videos of all of these. But I interviewed somebody today. You would die. You're going to die when you watch this. <laughs> he does. It's he does. And He's a Trump impersonator, right? So he's all dressed as Trump. Yes. Oh, I whatever. think I know who you're talking about because he was out had, in America. I had him on today. We taped it. And I was asking him about, you know, who you think you're going to run against, Mr. President. You know, I'm playing along, right? Who are you going to run against, Mr. President? Do you think it's going to be Joe Biden or whatever? But it was one of the funniest things. I rarely laugh out loud, really laugh. <laughs> I was dying. Like I kept, I was dying. I was like, you know, Harvey Corman with Tim Conway. I couldn't keep a straight face. And absolutely uh, that we will, we will air that. But when you really think about, we don't, we have no idea who Trump is going to run against. I'm sure Trump is going to be running mm -hmm. and I believe he'll be elected, but we don't know the hell that we're going to have to march through between now and then we don't know what, 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 what the Lord, uh, you know, has, uh, in store. We just know we have to look to him, but it is, it's interesting to me that I think the odds that it's going to be Joe Biden are like close to zero. So who's it going to be Michelle Obama? Uh, we don't know that. Okay. She was in the first part of the dream. Okay. Where we're in dressed, the daughter. dressed as an Arab. Uh, no. Okay. So I'll tell you the first, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the first part quick. And then on yeah. another, on another broadcast, yeah. we'll, we'll really go into it. Yeah, yeah. But okay. So the first part, cause Joe Biden in bed was part two. Okay. So there are two parts to this dream. I in the same night. So part one, I'm in an auditorium, this huge auditorium. Right. And I am sitting to the right. Okay. Front row to the right. Well, suddenly now, this is where it gets wild for what's happening now, because I couldn't understand this till I saw what was happening now. Michelle Obama dressed in white and Barack Obama dressed in blue, electric blue, come marching down the aisle. Now, right before they do that, there's this big projector screen and it says Alabama has voted for Trump because Alabama is the first in all of the states, right? This is what it says. Now they're coming down, right? Now they're making their way down. And when they get to the end of the aisle where the stage is, they break. They separate. 
and he separates left and she goes right. And she comes over to me, which I don't know, the Lord maybe had this just so she could tell me what she was going to say. And she goes, don't you worry, we're going to get him. That's what she says. Don't you worry, we're going to get him now. What are the color of the Israeli flag? White and blue. What were Barack and Michelle dressed in? White and blue. And obviously it was getting closer to the elections, right? In the dream. And this was for the second term, not the first term of Trump. I had this dream January 2021, right? So we're, yeah. you know, this was looking ahead to 2024. Sure. So, you know, it's kind of like, Almost a hint of when you see what's about to happen in Israel, A, the Obamas are going to be behind it somehow. They're going to have their hand in the mix, right? But B, they came down to try to do that because she said, don't worry, we're going to get them. And then it was Alabama has voted for Trump. And oh, that's you, that I was that. I mean, how come I don't have dreams like you? <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous. You I'm just, sorry. what do you do? Eat a lot of pizza before you go to sleep? What do you do? Uh, I, I know, I know it's the Lord, but I'm just like, wow, wow. That's incredible. And then I mean, it broke to part two. Well, look, we have to be able to laugh. And that's why I, I, when I say about the, on, on my program, the, the, this Trump impersonator was so good. I was dying laughing because I was asking him questions about who do you think you're going to run against Mr. President and, you know, and, and, and whatever. So again, obviously you have my website up there, but I, I, I just, we have to laugh in the midst of the madness yeah. because we got to pray, uh, right. but we have to pray. We have to do what the Lord calls us to do. It's not just prayer. It's everything, but we also have to laugh because the Lord wants us to look to him and to rejoice in the midst of, uh, the, the worst things. And so I think it's, it's important, uh, you know, and the devil doesn't like to be mocked and just like Elijah mocked the priests of Baal, sometimes mockery is it's, it's truth speaking. So I think it's important. Well, it is important. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we have to remember that, you know, and no. joy, the Lord gave me an act, uh, joy as an acronym. Um, it was in 2019, right? And joy stood for the justice of Yahweh that was going to hit the earth. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Because ultimately that does bring joy when God delivers justice. So, you know, this is what, this mm -hmm. is what we see stirring up now. You know, you see, you see this, you know, the spirit of Amalek and Esau, and next week I'm going into Pythos and this nation. And then you see the joy of the Lord, the justice of Yahweh, that's going to begin to rise and, and deal with all of this. So it's fascinating. Praise God. Wow. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Praise God. We are almost at an hour, Eric. Hasn't this been fun? I know. That's, this the, been that's the problem. When you're talking to somebody you want to be talking to, yeah. the time just flies. It's time not a problem. Is. It's a joy. No, it it, it's always fun to, to talk with you. Just a total blessing. Thank you. We for love having, having you on, Eric. And when, yes. when part our two comes, blessing. yes, it is our blessing because we've gotten to hang out with Eric and yeah, he's and hysterical and his lovely wife, Suzanne. And <laughs> it's hysterical. We need, we need, yeah, we need, to, we need to do more together. We and we will, by the Lord's grace, yeah. We will. I, I do believe that we will. And you know what, too, when your book comes out, this the the sequel, we want you on for that because yeah. that I say some crazy stuff in that book. I just thought, wow, Lord, this is. Mm -hmm. I've never written a book like this. Honestly, I've never. I, 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 I say a lot of the things. I say a lot of things in there that I just believe the Lord has 
you know, uh, spoken to me again, not the way he speaks to you, but I, I just believe this is what the Lord is saying. And I, and I, but I've, I've never, I've never written a book like it. This is the new one called religionless Christianity, but I've never yeah. uh, written anything like it, but I just trust God. God is going to say what he's going to say. And I'm just going to do my best to get it out there. Amen. And exact well, that's all you can do. Honestly, yeah, the Lord gives right. it to you. You write it. You obediently right. put it out there, and then the Lord does the rest. But I can't wait to yeah. get a copy of it and read it and have you on and talk about it. And also, we're yeah. trying to get Eric to come up to the sanctuary to meet Noble. I was going to come. It. I was scheduled to be there, but I know you I know. changed the dates or whatever. I changed yes. my flights. I was so excited. I'm sorry, Eric. I, I know. Eric's talking weekend. about the gala. We have to move the gala, everybody. So we will be announcing when it goes on, but we have to get Eric up here for him to meet the I, animals I, face to face. I, I, I can't. I, well, Suzanne and I really want to do that. So we'll do that. You know, we'll okay. do that. Wonderful. All right. Well, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. And it's just so good to see you and Chris and uh, we'll be in touch. God bless you uh, for what the, what you're doing. God bless you. You give me joy and hope. Thank you both. Thank you, Eric. We so appreciate you. Back at you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. And that concludes our interview with Eric Metaxas. He is always amazing to have on and he has a wealth of information. Um, And Chris and I both love him and Suzanne very much. And it's wonderful. We're both New Yorkers. We're in this together. We're in the carotid artery of DC together fighting against it to pinch that because New York is a tough territory. So it's not the easiest territory to be in. as a believer, but it's a necessary one. So God plants some of us here because we have to be in this territory uh, for the Lord. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Yes, the the gala, we're going to be closing up uh, right now for, for the evening, the broadcast, but the gala, we are moving it. So we will announce when we are moving it to because there's so many more people that wanted to come that couldn't because we kind of did this kind of quick. And also we are going to end up having more animals there as well because we're going to be doing it in nicer, much nicer weather. Uh, And so you're going to get to meet a lot of our friends and residents at the sanctuary. So thank you everyone for joining us. God bless you. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6, Psalm 91, every single day. We speak it every single day. It takes two to three minutes. Um, Arm yourself with the word every day, the sword of the spirit. Um, And at the end, we'll put this up. We'll put the picture of um, Duchess up with her my pillow dog bed. Because right now, as many of you know, we had Mike Lindell on last week. Uh, and he's going through it right now. So we want to be a blessing to him. This is Duchess approved. She was sleeping on it last night. We had her little fireplace on in with the parrots and she was sleeping on it last night. So you could go to mypillow.com, use promo code ARC to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows and they have amazing gifts as well so please go be a blessing today and there's the there's 800 number and there's the promo code so thank you everyone for joining us have a wonderful rest of your evening tomorrow i will be on tomorrow with a very fascinating um look uh at some things biblically but not only that friday early morning 1.45 a.m., the Lord woke me up and gave me a word. 
And by the time I was done, this word was pages long. Uh, and sometimes when your flesh is a little knocked down from going through some stuff, uh, you end up hearing the Lord a lot clearer. And as many of you know, I had to have, you know, a minor procedure done last week. And so I, I was hurting a bit. And because of that, uh, I, my flesh was a little down and my ability to hear the Lord went way, way, way up. And so the Lord woke me up at 1.45 a.m. on Friday, gave me this word. I am releasing it tomorrow. It is an urgent word. We're also going to go into some connections biblically as well that are fascinating given what is going on in the United States and Israel. So we will be announcing the time for that, but we will be going on tomorrow with that. So please tune in. And thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned some things. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. Be in prayer with the Lord every day. Every day commune with the Lord. We're supposed to commune with him. We're supposed to be living letters read by all men. Remember that. Uh, and have a wonderful rest of your evening. We will see you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue, it helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing, you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all MyPillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times. He loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, 
If this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.